Hello, EPP listeners, and thank you for joining us for episode five of Hysteric Voyage podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about 30 East Drive in the town of Pontefract, Yorkshire, as well as talking and discussing some of your stories that you've sent in and looking into some news in the paranormal world that has surfaced. So, Chris, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. You OK? I'm OK. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm recovering after my terrifying experience that I had this week that I haven't told you about yet. Yeah, no, I've been wondering what that is and why you're keeping it under wraps. Because it really, really freaked me out. Okay, go for it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. How, how about you? Anything creepy happened this week? No. Well, I, I think I'm, I'm, I might have made up for the two of us this week. I'm really building it up now. I hope you're impressed by it. Okay, well, I was thinking, I thought it was going to be something that you were just going to dump at the beginning. But... I'm, I was going to keep it in the stories bit because it's so good. It, it deserves, it oh, deserves a bit, of, a bit of space. It warrants its space in the well, storytelling part. Okay. Well, it's not for me to say yes, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> right, so um, we're going to get started on talking about 30 East Drive. Um, yep. So for those who don't know about this property it's a semi-detached house in the town of Pontefract Yorkshire um, and historically the house is at the epicenter of lots of tragedy uh, it's, I'm not going to go into the history of it right now but this particular house has been a site of much paranormal activity much sinister activity over the last 50 years Um it has drawn in paranormal investigators that are seasoned and amateur from all over the world to its premises to try and claim some documentation and evidence and, you know, back up mm. what goes on there. So what are your thoughts on the house? I, um, I, I, I so this was suggested uh, by listener Jackie. And I'd completely forgotten about it. And it wasn't until we started looking into it that I started to remember uh, what, what I knew about it, um, which, so to be honest, was not a, was not a great deal. But I, I had heard about this story. But the more you look into it, there just seems to be a whole lot of uh, different experiences in this house um, from different people, but all around the same uh, kind of uh manifestations supposed sighting of a, a, a black shape knives being found sticking mm. out of furniture uh, clocks moving uh and by all accounts it, it seems like whatever's going on there it seems like quite an aggressive malevolent force if you believe it to be true uh apparently correct me if i'm wrong but isn't it hasn't it got the moniker of the, the most violent portergeist in the world yeah Yes, I think that's probably why it draws in so much attention. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, uh, and obviously you take that as a, a pinch of salt because there's probably a million houses that claim to be the most haunted house, but I, I've not really heard that before anywhere else. And when, no, when you look into the stories, it's it's quite significant what allegedly happens there. Yeah, that's that term I've heard coined in quite a few of the investigations that I've watched 
be it on TV or YouTube. So there must be some um, significance to it, if that's what people are saying. What really excited me about it is the opportunity that you can actually stay there. Yeah, I don't think I would stay there. <laughs> See, I, I thought I was going to be the one to say that. I would stay there, I think. I think so. I mean, it's easy for me to say I mean, now. but I mean, I hadn't actually heard about this property until Jackie had bought it up. Um, and then you'd sent me a couple of YouTube clips to watch. and Yes, I did. Yes, you did. And I had a lot to say on those videos because I, I think I, I think we should be very transparent. We, I sent you some most haunted clips. You did. And I don't watch most haunted. Um, I've never had much interest in it. And I watched those most haunted clips. And I'm sorry to say for all those that do like most haunted, but I was kind of appalled. The I didn't think that there was any evidence I didn't think that what was being shown was believable. It did seem like a hoax to me. It seemed like time was just being used up showing content and discussions with the crew that weren't necessary at all. Um, Like at the beginning, I'd I'd said to you, Chris, about the introduction to the show and Yvette says, oh, well, this is how the intro started out with this marble being thrown um, behind her colleague and she's yeah. like, this is how it should have been. And I'm like, well, I don't care about how it should have been. You know, don't eat up the hour or the hour and a half of footage that you have on TV by showing me this. Showing yeah, me that this happens quite a bit. Things. Yeah. And, and then they're like, there would be um, noises upstairs or downstairs. And I'm like, okay, there's like seven of you crammed into this small semi-detached house. Who's to say that it's not one of you? Just yeah. because there's two of you in one room. Where's the rest? Where are the rest of you hiding? Okay, so I completely agree that there is ample opportunity for things to be faked when there's so many people in such a small house. It, yeah, it was just the fact that you were being led to. It felt like a deception. You were just being led to believe their reactions to things that you didn't actually see or hear. The only content that I did find that might have been believable was with the ping pong balls in the bedroom i think it was yeah that that was good i like that yeah there was like a dozen or so of them wasn't there put in a circle on, there was, on the bedroom floor there was there was three for me so there was the, the ping pong balls i thought was really good there was um a cross being falling onto a bed uh, mm. unless he had really long arms I couldn't see how he did that. I mean, I suppose he could have been holding a broom handle or something. Or well, um, could have been stood behind him and thrown it for him. And and the other one was <laughs> when they were outside, you could see someone moving in the top window. Yes, I have some an interesting fact about that one, actually, with the window. Really? Yes. So all, be, be, before, before you get onto the facts, all, all I would say is <laughs> I always feel like in in not not just most haunted, but in these shows in general, absolutely they can fake it. But for the purposes of entertainment, entertainment, then I I give them the benefit of the doubt. Whether I actually, you know, would put money on it, no, no, I wouldn't. No, um, I I I just think if you if you if you're going to watch it, and, and and granted, I accept you don't watch it. Um, but if, if you're going to watch it, then I, I I give them the benefit of the doubt. Not that I would say 
you know categorically it's 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 accurate i'm just saying that based on what we're told i think a couple of those things were impressive oh yeah they were impressive but for me that particular show i was not entertained i got bored and i did turn it off and then i went and found some other investigatory shows that were doing east drive and i found them much more entertaining so but that's so, my opinion t- tell me tell me about what you found out about the window okay so the the couple that lived in the house in the 60s um the husband he was uh, quite a drinker and one night he'd been out to the pub he'd come home gone to bed and got up in the night to go use the bathroom he ended up choking on his vomit and having a heart attack dying in the bathroom now the bathroom is that very window that you were discussing the top right window so when in most haunted you do see a figure moving past it wasn't until after that episode that i'd learned that he that's interesting so i wondered if maybe that was his specter moving about in there yeah it's uh, what what i liked as well there was that lady talking about how she lives next she she lives next door but she was still getting things happen in her house yes oh carol the neighbor's name yeah 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 it was interesting but she won't set foot in 30 years drive um but there is a gentleman another neighbor who goes in there and acts as a sort of caretaker caretaker. apparently the owner won't even sleep there but obviously the owner is allowing people to stay there uh under the idea that it's haunted so it adds to it doesn't it if it if 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 not even not even the owner will sleep there (laughs) it's a case of better you than i (laughs) would would you do it would you stay there maybe if i was with the right people well i think we should okay well good luck trying to get me on board with that one (laughs) i mean yeah i mean after i watched most haunted i was like this is just ridiculous. I would go in that house. But then when I watched other things that were backing up, like with the knives appearing in the furniture, that seemed to be a reoccurring uh, theme in the house. Um, and the caretaker has even admitted that he won't keep knives in the house because they do get thrown. So it was a bit of a mystery as to how a knife showed up in one of these episodes, unless it had been planted. But You, you, you can actually go there as a kind of like as an overnight visit like as a, as a hunt without actually staying there oh just like pop in and pop yeah. out yeah but we'll pop in for a couple of hours and pop out <laughs> one foot in and i'm off <laughs> yeah all right hmm. well that, that could be another option do you want to talk about some of the history you found out as well because i know you've done quite quite a bit of digging yes um okay so pontifract it has uh, a very tormented past it was a site during the civil war so there was lots of bloodshed that happened in the town um it's right across the road from where the battle of checkersfield took place um so for a bit of insight the civil war um started in 1942 to 1951 and the battle of checkersfield which was over this castle 
um, it took place from 1942 to 1949. So for seven of those nine years, the castle was under siege and there was lots of death occurring as a result of that. So that's one layer of the history, if, you, if you'd like to call it a layer, um, you know, um, that's on the town. I also found out that 30 East Drive, it is on a junction and it always has been. And in British history, junctions are associated with two quite sinister aspects, and those are suicides and public executions. So you, you've got lots of tragedy occurring mm. in this one small town. Um, and to cast the net back even further, um, some people might be familiar um, as the house being called the, the Black Monk House. And it said that 300 years ago, there were monks farming on the land that East Drive is now built on. And the legend has it that in the early 1600s, one of the monks had a particular liking for young girls and he raped and murdered one. Apparently, he was thrown into a local well. Now, I was interested in knowing about this well and whether it did exist because I'd heard that East Drive was built on a well and that was causing some of the damp in the house. Um, so in 1812, it is shown on maps that there was a well in that area where East Drive would be now. That's brilliant. I mean, I <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was trying to find out and I couldn't find it. So I'm really pleased you were able to find that because they spoke about um, how the, the story is that this monk was thrown down a well. And then anecdotally, the well is under 30 East Drive. Uh, yeah. but you've been able to confirm that whether or not it's the, the same world but at least that part of it uh, ties up as well yeah that there was a well whether or not a monk was thrown down there I, we can't say for certain um, but no there was a well in the area I also learnt that activity in the house increases during bad weather especially thunderstorms I've heard that about quite a few haunted places because obviously the energy from thunderstorms amps things up i also found out that again the husband who passed away in the bathroom he apparently got locked in the coal house which is part of of the property um and i did mention this to you last week it, this coal house i believe if from memory that it used to be the original front door to the property and the this coal house door it's not like a pull down handle where the the latch would go in it's sort of like a, a rolly ball mm. thing like a pantry door if you will um and the, this gentleman he got locked inside there but there were no locks on the door and he was trapped in there for hours and he came out a completely different person like a completely broken man and he kept saying to his wife that he wanted to move that he wouldn't stay in the property anymore, but she was adamant that they stay and she wouldn't be pushed out by whatever was there. Wow. So that's that's really cool as well. So this that I've just sent you, if you have a if you scroll down and look at the picture, oh. they claim it's an arm of the monk holding rosary beads. Oh my god. Wow. See, oh. it looks I mean, I think it looks fantastic, but obviously we don't know if there's not someone around the corner just with their arm there. But yeah. assuming, assuming there's not, I mean, it's difficult to see what else it could be. 
I think it's a bit of a stretch to say it's a monk's arm with rosary beads. I mean, it, it just, I mean, it definitely looks like an arm holding something. But yeah. What, whatever that, I mean, it, it could be one of those bloody bondage whips or a fan or something. I don't know. It just, or just an arm. Not that, I know what, not, not that I know what they are. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, it, or it could just be, you know, just an arm holding something, moving quickly. But it's a good photo. It's, if it's genuine, it's very clear. That's definitely something there. There's another picture, if you scroll down, of a woman in a mirror. Yeah, that was pretty... That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty good, isn't it? Because it looks like someone... No, it's not a reflection. It can't be from that angle. It's strange, isn't it? Well, I it's... It's... it's a... Is that the stairs? I don't know. Looks like an old lady holding a handbag. Yeah. I mean, there's a mirror actually behind behind the hands, um, but I don't really see anything reflected in there because it's too dark. Um, oh, yeah. I know. I only just noticed that as we were talking. I didn't notice it before. I think that's the same mirror, actually, that the lady is featured in in the other photograph yeah you're right because that stairs going up yeah but then is this the same landing where the clock has thrown itself down the stairs from or are there two sets of stairs yes no that's the same landing but then wouldn't we see the arm in the in the mirror then that's what i was just wondering that's very strange you did you definitely see something on the stairs there's a, yes, there's something, there's like a white... A little white something. mist yeah. or blob, yeah, but you can't see what it is. But for the arm to be so distinctly black, you, you'd expect it to be in the mirror. It could, it could especially, where his, like... especially where his arm's coming out. If you look to the left of the photograph, I'm underneath his arm, I'm assuming that white thing is the banister. Now, in the mirror, that banister is completely clear of, of any yeah. obstruction. Yeah, it's like a wall banister, isn't it? It's like um, yeah, it's it's a it's a partition wall that's sloping upwards. Yeah. Oh, see, now I'm wondering if this is authentic. That's really good. Again, yeah. well spotted again. Thank you. It doesn't look like it's been photoshopped. I mean, I can believe that the the light bouncing off of that wall in the mirror. Is legitimate. Oh no, I think I might, I might go ahead and say that this one is, in my opinion, authentic. I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say that it's a monk's hand or that they're rosary yeah. beads, but I'm gonna say there's definitely something captured there. I, I, what I'm gonna say is, assuming they haven't faked it, it's very impressive. Whatever it is. Yeah. That's really good. I was more dismissive of it until you, you saw the mirror. And then I think you're right. That might be the same mirror again. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm just trying to flip backwards. Yeah, it is. Because there's a few little... It is the same. So, yeah, so that's on the stairs, isn't it? Yes. Oh, the, the stairs are a hive for activity. So wow. uh, just to let people know um the second photograph that we're looking at is of what appears to be an elderly or older woman um 
either sitting on the stairs or coming down the stairs with a what we um, can fathom to be a handbag. Um, now, in the photograph, um, it is a colour photo. It's, it appears to be quite old or taken with a camera that's not of the best quality. But the wallpaper and the lantern in the picture, you can see are bright and the colours of the wallpaper stand out in pinks and blues. But the reflection of this woman on the stairs is in a grainy sort of no tone, really, isn't it? Mm. And I think, anecdotally, the monk is supposed to be seen at the bottom of the stairs. The clock moves at the top of the stairs and one of the things that was supposed to happen to the, the young girl who lived in the house when all the activity started was that she was dragged up the stairs by an unseen force. Yes. So it all kind of centres around there. That's... Oh. Do you know what? I don't want to look at that picture anymore of the face of the mirror. It's creeping I me know, out a little bit. It's a bit creepy. For the clock as well, I've heard that it doesn't actually work, but you can still hear it ticking and chiming every now and again. I think, yeah, let's let's link this on the podcast as well because people need to see this picture. Um, and we'll, and we'll, I think we should do a bit more digging on this and I'm going to try and convince you to go there as well. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got a story coming from Jackie and oh. she says, um, well, first off, she, she says her, her paranormal um, experiences really started when she was quite young. She said her mum would always tell her that when she was little, she was she was um, constantly asking for her other mum, which was really weird. And she used to describe a house that she'd never been to really vividly as if she had been there before. And that's really having those memories when she was older is, is where that fascination came from. Um, but as for her actual story, she says a few years ago now, I had a few strange experiences in my house where at the same time in the early hours of the morning, the lights would flash on and off in my bedroom with no explanation. But with being fascinated by the paranormal, this didn't, didn't bother me at all. So just got used to it happening. But then one day, me and my mum were both sat in the lounge and the TV was turned off. And we both noticed the name Richard written on the screen. As you can imagine, we were both taken aback and can't really explain it. So every time after that, if anything electrical happened, I would always say, come on, Richard, stop playing your games. This all happened in the period of only a few weeks and it stopped and nothing like that has ever happened again or nothing that she's noticed. What do you make of that? Sounds kind of similar to my mum's story that she sent in um, about Ernie yeah. in the bungalow and she'd said, like, I know you don't want me here and I don't want to be here, but, you know. Well, um, I also think it's it's quite similar to, to you seeing something on the TV screen as well. Yeah. When you saw uh, the, the electric chair. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, maybe there was, I mean, we, we can't say, obviously, definitively, maybe there was a gentleman called Richard who lived in that house at one point and... Uh, he didn't realise that he'd passed on and by Jackie saying that either he just decided to stop and live peacefully in the afterlife or he mm. somehow managed to move on. I think that both her and her mum seeing the name and being able, you know, seeing it both at the same time and sharing their reactions, that's that's great. 
Yeah, and I actually spoke to Jackie and I asked her, you know, had the TV been on before? Was it an old TV? And no, it had been off for a long time. So it wasn't like um, the ghost, so to speak, of, of an image of something they'd been watching. It was just off. And they were just talking in the front room and then just suddenly noticed they could see a name on the TV screen. Yeah, uh, okay. It's really strange how you, how on earth you explain something like that. And the lights flickering at the same time every morning as well is that would freak me out, I think. It'd be interesting to know if it was the light. I mean, I'm assuming for the time that it happened that the lights were switched off. So it's not like you've turned them on and they're struggling to, to go. Yeah. 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 Power to light up. Um, we'll find out. I mean, I assume as it was the early hours, they were off, but we'll, yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. And I'd be interested to know if any electrical tests were taken out on the property as well. So my story uh, I will t- to give a bit of uh, this is something that happened to me this week and has, has freaked me out quite badly to be honest just to give a bit of context so a couple of things have happened before that I've not really paid much attention to because on their own they can be explained away really so we've been in this house for about three years and before us it was owned by an elderly gentleman who died not in the house um, but who who passed away and we bought it from his daughter. There's no bad feelings here or anything like that. But when we first moved in, on more than one occasion, I think it was twice this happened, I came down about half nine, ten o'clock at night to find the front door open, which was really worrying. We've got a dog and he's so disobedient. If he got out, we'd be chasing him down the street. Uh, and what we put it down to is, you know, an old door. Maybe we hadn't pushed it shut correctly, you know, hadn't latched properly, and then it had blown open, maybe. Um, so that was that. Then the second thing that happened was I was dropping my younger kids off at school, and my eldest goes a bit later. So I'm always back before he leaves. And I came in and I said, uh, I'm home. I called out, didn't hear anything. I said, I'm home. Against, I still didn't hear anything. So I, I really sort of shouted. And uh, he said, yeah. And I said, well, I'm, I'm home. And he said, yeah, I know. He said, why are you telling me that now? And I said, well, because I've just got home. And he said to me, but I, I heard you come home and go upstairs. And I said, no, what are you talking about? I've, I've literally just walked through the door. He said, Dad, I, I heard someone open the door, walk through the house into the kitchen, and then walk up the stairs. I heard it. So then there's me running around the house, like yeah. checking looking for things I couldn't couldn't see anything and I just put it down to uh, a boy's imagination but now we get to what happened when was it maybe Tuesday or Wednesday so it was one of the internal doors to the living room and you know how a door when you pull it it should it should that the latch should move in and it shut properly yeah um, like like without moving the handle well, something something's happened to ours so that you have to pull the handle it won't just pull shut and my daughter went out into the hallway and just after she left she pulled the door to and it went bang and then a few seconds later it went bang again and I was looking at the door and it was going bang 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 like she's really trying to slam it shut like I could see it opening a little bit and forcefully bang being pulled back in and I shouted stop banging the door oh my god and as soon as I did it stopped but then literally maybe one one and a half seconds later I heard her coming down the stairs to see what the banging was about and she swears it was not her 
Oh my god. And it, uh, and I told Mrs. S about it, and she said, "Oh yeah, that's happened before." What? Oh, so casually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? And I, I quizzed her on it today, and she said, "Well, it was the wind." And I said, "But I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm because I live here. I'm getting away with myself, and and I really do want it to be the wind." But because she was saying, "Well, we've got." We've got a ridiculous front door that's got a gap under it, so that creates a draft. Mm. And th- it just so happened at the time the front windows were open as well, so there was air moving around. But the the two things I have to say on that is I stood there by the door afterwards, and I had it open at all different positions, and I'm thinking, well, okay, and it's not moving. There's no wind. I even like pulled it to to see if it would bounce and do it again. Nothing happened. I don't see how that could be the wind. I mean, I hope it was. But Cara, I saw it open and be slammed shut again and again and again, and it stopped once I told it to stop. What can I say? I don't know what to say. Creepy. I mean, it doesn't. My questions are, were the curtains moving? I didn't notice. Didn't notice. Um, how stiff is your door? Like, does it catch on carpet? Is it on a wooden floor? No, it's on a wooden floor. There's no catch. So it, it can move very, very freely. Okay. What was the interval like between each of the bangs? It was like this. Bang! 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 Oh, so it was pretty constant Bang. and continuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, conti- it was exactly like someone was on the... That's why I thought it was my daughter. It was exactly like someone grabbing the handle and trying to slam it shut, but can't. Yeah. Because it, How the, far did it open when it before it would try and slam shut? Was it I just would say about centimeters? Two, two or three inches. Uh-huh. But I heard I, I heard her coming down the stairs afterwards. She was uh-huh. on the stairs while that banging was happen, happening. Uh, I know she was. Where you were when you saw it happening yeah. was the... the the gap into the hallway was it where you could see into the hall or was it no. was that the other no. way so you wouldn't have been able to see if there was a hand there see. It backwards no. And forwards. no i was the other side of it but no, i mean it, it's freaky, you've had isn't that it? experience and hear your daughter coming down the stairs and then you mention it to your wife and she's like oh yeah that's happened before she's very matter of fact that it's the wind there's no question i don't i don't know i mean I don't know. It'd be interesting if, I mean, if the wind were to have just suddenly stopped after that, fair enough. But if it was still windy and nothing was happening, I just feel like, yeah, it could have been the wind, but it was so rhythmic and it just happened to stop when I shouted to stop. It's very, it's just a lot of coincidences. I'm not, it did freak me out a bit. I'm not saying it's a ghost. Um, it could it could definitely be a very 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 specific set of circumstances with the wind that made it happen. But my God, it's slim chances surely that that, that would happen like that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Just I mean, when you think about doors being blown by the wind, it, mm. I don't know. Usually, that is quite a slow creak, and then they sort of get sucked yeah. back into the frame. And but what you're saying, it sounds very deliberate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, try and I mean, you know, doors. If you've got the front door open, you know, internal doors can get sort of sucked shut, can't they? They can go yeah. back and get sucked shut. 
and I hope it's the wind. I really, 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 really do hope it's the wind. We'll see if it happens on a very calm, sunny day. <laughs> okay, I sent you some news this week, and I tried to go for you know a few different things. Should we start with probably the silliest of the, the three, which was uh, the, the ghosts of two wee grannies? Yeah. <laughs> So this is a photograph from Scotland. It's not of Granny's weeing. It's not of Granny's weeing, no. No, that would make us a very specialist podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is, um, there was some sort of incident, and the guy was taking pictures outside of his flat window. And and then he's got this, it's hard to describe. How would you describe it, what, what, what we're looking at here? A distortion, maybe. Yeah. An anomaly. An anomaly. An error in the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's, yeah, I'm going to say an error with the camera, perhaps. It looks, it looks to me like a person has been repeated three or four times in the same space, like, moved over slightly. Like, it says, we grannies, but to me, I only see one person um, fading. So if you look at what appears to be a hand, you can see it all the way along getting fainter and fainter yeah it just looks like it looks like one picture to me that's been spread across yeah no i can see that so what blew me about it was the leg it looks like a yeah. male's leg there's with a, yeah there's a man's leg just in the middle of it as well that's a bit weird <laughs> but you can get these these weird anomalies where uh pictures on top of pictures can't you yeah I mean, I was trying to look at the, the cars because there's a backdrop of two Vauxhall courses there. Mm. Um, but it doesn't look like there's any change in the bodywork of the car. All the light no. light reflection seems to be accurate. Um, it really looks like something's been superimposed on top. I hate to say it, but yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it does me. look like that, like a sticker sort of, like yeah. you said been dragged and repeated and faded but yeah. what also i did notice in the photograph if you look at the windscreen of the red car it looks like there's a, a girl with brown hair with her hands held up to her face where so tilt your head to the left so you've got like your left ear on Which your shoulder and it looks left like, left yeah left, yeah and look at the windscreen on the red car and it almost looks like there's a girl with long brown hair holding her hands up to her face. They're elongated, so it's sort of like dragged down the screen. Oh, I can I can see the shape you're talking about. But I can't see... No, I can't see it. I'll have to look at it some more. I can see the shape you mean. To me, yeah, it so looks if like... If you look at it, it looks like a number two if you... <laughs> Not a number two is in a pay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... I think, in, I think in Scotland they call that a jobby. oh god this article has already brought up wee wee and poo poo that's not good is it (laughs) um but yeah no from looking at it face forward it looks like the number two yeah i I see that yeah but if you uh i'm gonna i wish i could point it out to you i'll try and do an outline of it okay if you could do an outline yeah and then then you can show me do you know what i find the scariest thing in this photo what is how close the red car is parked to the silver car oh i know i wondered if that was the incident <laughs> that's pretty i mean if 
I've had people park like that against my car before and I have just lost it. I, I can imagine we're back to the list again. Oh, definitely. <laughs> How anyone thinks that is just, no, just make some blood boil. <laughs> so the second bit of news was apparently the fifth sighting of the Loch Ness Monster so far in 2021. And this is, I didn't realise this, but apparently there's webcams you can log on to to look at Loch Ness. And apparently this is uh, footage that someone has seen. Did you know that about webcams on Loch Ness? No, I did not. I might have to check them out now. But the problem is I, I get the feeling that the people who are seeing stuff are like really obsessively watching, watching, watching to see what they see. And I just, I couldn't do that. Like I've, I've gone on, it's like sometimes when you see NASA releases an image or something or there's a live stream from the International Space Station and you see a, a strange shape or something that people have seen. I've logged on to that camera before, but I only last about two minutes before I get bored and I turn it off. I get the feeling you have to watch it for quite some time. Anyway, I'm rambling. What did you make of the Nessie footage? It's hard to say whether it was the Loch Ness monster or not because, it, you know, nothing really surfaced. So I'm, I'm so glad you said that because they've classified this as a Nessie sighting and it's been added to the official Loch Ness monster sightings register. I see something, but how you can I say what it is, something. you don't. Yeah. Oh. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was anything alive. It could just be a bit of rubbish that's floated up and is, is floating across. Whatever it is, it moves very, very slowly. I don't but see any particular movement from it. My first thought was that it was a seal, and then I was like, well, I don't actually know if seals inhabit mm. Loch Ness. But apparently once every two years there is a seal that visits Loch Ness that's been reported by fishermen's reports so I don't know if we're up to the two-year cycle where this little seal will but then if you look at the, if you look at the trees it would be quite big wouldn't it in the in the distance from the trees in the foreground or the midground rather yeah I, I, I can't, I'm not going to say that it's the Loch Ness Monster. I, don't I, I wondered if it was a log or a school of fish. Or, I don't well, know. I did. Yeah. I mean, I, this is definitely something, but I don't see how you can automatically say it was the Loch Ness Monster. I mean, if it was in any other lake, you wouldn't even pay any attention. You no. just think, oh, yeah, that's something. Yeah. I mean, if, if this sighting is comparable to the other four that have been reported this year. And, you know, there, there's similar features occurring, then fair enough. But to me, I don't know, it could be anything. Like, it could be alive, it could be dead. It might just, like you said, be rubbish or yeah. a log. You don't know. could be anything. So uh, I think uh, there's not a lot of paranormal going on in that one for me. No. Okay, hopefully we'll have better luck with our last one, which was a UFO spotted above Greater Manchester Hospital. So what did you think of this one? It was interesting. When I first saw it, I, I thought back to times when I've seen balloons go up into the air and... Mm how far you can see them go into the atmosphere before you can't see them at all. Um, and obviously how how manipulated they are by the wind 
with this it doesn't really move from the position that it's at that's it, what i thought was really interesting because i saw the picture you see the picture first of this article and straight away i thought it's a balloon a foil balloon yeah in the sunlight you know it's it's changing colors because of the, the sun's reflection but as you say when you watch the video for most of the video it doesn't move which no, is it does blink in and out of vision mm. um, but again a balloon might do that if one side isn't foil or isn't as reflective um but then my other thought was maybe that it was a balloon descending like losing its helium yes and maybe it wasn't a particularly windy day and that's why it was appearing to be more or less well, stationary in the air it's not in it's not in the video i don't think that the man says it 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 moves it it, it didn't move then it moved a little bit before it moved upwards at a lot more speed yeah but yeah that's not in the video i was waiting no. for that frustrating i know yeah because he said um he watched as the mystery object appeared to remain still before it moved to the east and then upwards at speed. Now, if I had have seen that, yeah. then I would have said that isn't a balloon. But from what he... I mean, he says that his, he had a very low battery and that's why he couldn't record anymore. Mm. If, if it's a shame that that's not on there. If, if that was on there, I would be very impressed. Oh, yeah. But as it is... I still think it's good because I, I struggle to see how a balloon can be stationary at what appears to be a great height. However, perspective could be deceptive and it may well have been moving quite a bit, but from this position, it looked like it wasn't. You know, like when an aeroplane's coming towards you um, at night and you see the, the, the light in the same place, you think, what's that? And it's only until it turns that you see the shape of the aeroplane. Yeah, and obviously, obviously the aeroplane isn't stationary in the sky. It's moving at a great speed. So we don't know if it, it could have been moving away from us or towards us. I think that's interesting, but without that other that other bit of information, I'm I'm going to have to say it's it's probably a balloon. Yeah, I'm with you. It's probably a balloon. If that if that footage was there, then my opinion would have been seriously swayed. Well, it looks like we've not got anything we firmly believe in this week. Hopefully next week we'll have something a bit more firmer in, in, in uh, some paranormal evidence. But that's that's the point, isn't it? We, we, we'll call it as we see it. And what is what can everyone look forward to next week in paranormal evidence? Well, I hope that it's going to be uh, you seeing things move and people levitating and someone whispering to you get out or something i don't know why would you wish that on me <laughs> you've just made the list I'm sorry. how do i get off the list <laughs> lots of groveling still going to try and sneak some recordings of course <laughs> i might even let you do it you know we'll see i don't know what the rules are for it um but i'll go in with my my recorder on before I even get there. <laughs> well, I hope, the you, hope you have a good time and look forward to hearing how it was. Is will well, be this, this well when this is released on Friday for everyone. Just think of me going off. <laughs> I'll be going. I'll be starting. Oh yeah, this this will come out, and when this episode comes out, that will be when you 
what a couple of hours after you'll be uh, well this airs at 7 p.m i'll be leaving yeah. my house at seven to get to my mum's and we'll be leaving i think i don't know we have to be there at 8 45 so how, yeah. how long does it last uh till three in the morning wow yeah <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need to do something to stay awake i think i know it's a shame i don't drink coffee or anything so <laughs> that, that is a shame okay cara well i hope you have a great time thank you i look forward to when we can go and do one together there we go, guys. That's episode five of EVP. Really, really hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for joining us, Kara, and I really appreciate it. As we discussed, all of the links to the stories will be in the podcast description. Also will be that article specifically on East Drive. We'll have that in the description as well. If you want to get your story featured, you can email us evpodcast at outlook.com. And also don't forget to follow our social media, which is at EV Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget next week we're having a special episode where we'll be discussing Kara's first ever paranormal investigation experience. Thank you again, guys. Until next week, stay spooky.